BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I don't know shit about fuck. Are you fucking Canadian? I like sucking. Come on, man. Legit bad podcast. He is a legit bad. Welcome to Costco. I love you. Hello, welcome to Legit Bat. Hi to everyone in the chat. I haven't looked at the chat yet, but I'm sure you're there. Uh, if you're listening on the free stream, this is going to be on rockfin.com slash legitbat2, so you can watch the video of our faces there. Uh, we have a human vibration on tonight, or HV, whatever you want to call her. Uh, we'll bring her on in a minute here. I just want to do a, do a couple quick things. Uh, I haven't plugged our Patreon in a while, so if you want to go on patreon.com slash legitbat, you can send us a couple bucks, and we'll send you some stickers and keychains and, you know, dumb shit just to say thank you. Uh, also, I've been meaning to shout out Christopher Romero on Instagram. He, oh, he's at 49er Gang, I think is his handle, but he always sends me all these articles and videos and news clips and stuff, so thank you to that guy. He actually sends me too many. I can't even get to all of them all the time, but he sent me this really cool video that he wanted uh, everyone to hear, and I don't remember what the name of it was, but I'll post it in the Instagram uh, if you want to watch it, it's really interesting. It's kind of flat earthy or something. I watched about five minutes. It looked really interesting, but anyway, we're just going to get right into this here. Let me bring human vibration in and Ben is over there too. How's it going? It's going. Hello. Hello. Going great. And if everything sounds good, please somebody let me know in the chat because we did have audio problems last time that really sucked because I went back and listened to it. It was awful. It was it, it really did sound like I was using a guitar pedal or something. I swear I wasn't. Oh. Anyway, HV, is that what you want to go by, HV? Yeah, HV is good. Yeah. Okay. So how, what, what brought you into this whole, this whole world? We always kind of start with that just because it's a good uh, you know, conversation starter. I, I heard you on Sam's show. I, I assume everybody who listens to our show is, also listens to Sam's show. But uh, you're on with your, your twin flame, my Maria. Yeah. 
and I, as soon as I heard that episode, I'm like, oh my God, I got to get you guys on too. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I did great. hear you say that you, you had kind of a wake up this last year, just kind of like everyone else, you know, well, not everyone else, but a lot of people this last year. So what, what was yeah. the, the kicker to that? Yeah. I mean, speaking of 2020, it really did, the, the engine slowed down. This like constant mechanism, this constant loop, life and loop mode that we're all on as individuals. Like we all individually have our little loops with to and from work, to and from this, da da da, da all day, every day, year after year, we get on a loop. And for the first time ever, that slowed on an individual level and also on a global level. All that energy output, all of that, like the whole mechanism within this realm, like all of us, our energy, we just slowed down. And it felt like it, it felt like time kind of slowed down too because this year, it's already June. I mean, what? The year's almost half over. It's 2021 and the year's half over. How did that happen? I feel like last year with us physically slowing down, we, we kind of, we slowed the machine a little bit and... In that, like in that slowing down, I felt like I was able to have a bit of clarity. And I was already kind of on the path to see, but sometimes you have to, sometimes things just have to come into place for other things to happen. Um, like like a locking mechanism or, you know, things just have to kind of click into place. And so I think part of it was things that I was doing. I was living a healthier lifestyle. I had gotten into like yoga a few years before. I'd really changed a lot of things that I was doing. Um, I kind of like was priming myself for a sort of, you know, what I would consider to be an awakening experience, something that which happened to me, I believe, in 2020, um, how I began to see the world just really differently. I don't think I could have that 2020 was a part of it. And just the wackadoo, like everything, everything with 2020 was so wild, like so different. That was that was part of it. But also, I think there were things that I was doing leading up to that. So perfect storm. And uh, in January, so kind of really before it Literally the same day, it was the same day that New York Times wrote about the coronavirus, um, and they gave it the name like COVID-19. Uh, it was January 8th, and I, and I had this personal revelation about a news story that's always fascinated me. It was a John JonBenet Ramsey case. That's how I got onto Twitter. I wrote this, like, I wrote this, I was really fascinated with the, with the conspiracy of it, super, super into the satanic ritual element of, like, JonBenet Ramsey possibly being a part of this Epstein drama a part of you know and I thought that her case was so extraordinary and so fascinating and so dark and deep and then I had like a personal sea change literally where I saw the whole case as just a um a, a case study in media manipulation and technology and just uh, hoodwinking the public for this gain of our energy of our fascination um to kind of hold us hostage um through news, news events. And that kind of like all clicked into place of like what they do, how they do it. I already had a lot of information about, a lot of information about the case itself because I had already been fascinated with it. I just, all of a sudden I saw all my information in a different way. And I was like, oh wow, this is how they've done it. This is how they've tricked us. And so I had I had this whole long Twitter thing on how JonBenet Ramsey was actually not a natural child. She never actually got murdered. Um, what we know as JonBenet Ramsey was just a digital identity, a simulated victim. And the whole family is kind of characters, every, not kind of, but but actual characters and everything's a, a a play a stage play that yeah that was a big a big thing i took away from your interview with sam was that you you're like you and my maria are like the queen of like everything is a psyop which is funny yeah. because that's kind of <laughs> where it leads a lot of people uh especially when you start seeing things more and more it's like is everything fucking fake because we're all of is the opinion that slow? history is is a slippery slope okay i'm doing a presentation right now on on history is fake and i'm giving that tomorrow on a 
on another podcast with a group out in the UK called Rise Above. Anyway, um, so I'm like kind of I'm thinking about that right now. So actively of all the things, you know, the ancient Egyptians and like what that means. If, if that's fake, what is that telling us? And um, there's I could man, I could just go down a rabbit hole there. Um, I, I haven't heard this whole uh, JonBenet Ramsey thing being a digital and all the characters yeah, being so a play. So how? How did you stumble upon that, and what really what really tied down that anchor for you to believe yeah. that it was nothing more than a digital footprint? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, and what it was initially was her her. I had not looked at her face in a long time. I had not looked at the case, the details of the case in a long time. I knew that her father was a part of this company called Access Graphics, and I knew that they were a computer reseller, and I knew that they had a component, a connection to Lockheed Martin. I knew that all of those things, and I just that's part of the public public story, and I. Thought that was that seems like a really heavy tie for a uh, company like that. That's a very uh, heavy tie. But I, but it, it was I, I understood that on a very surface level. I was like, oh, he had a successful company. That this rich business. That was a big part of the story too. Was her father was this wildly successful businessman, and the that was part of like this ransom story. They had like they they thought she was kidnapped by these international like terrorist organization that had a ransom out for her. Like they certainly guy. did play up the aspects of it that were. Uh, I guess you could say um, very predictable. The yeah, kind of like the a... parts of the story where it's like, oh my gosh, this is a, a stereotypical uh, child abduction ransom note kind of deal. The, yes, like and I'm like, would... I I, I remember I, I remember thinking back because we me and me and my parents just talked about Jean Benet the other day, and I said, you know, it's kind of a it's kind of a classic story. I didn't think anything of it though. I was also very young at the time that it happened. I just remember seeing the news reports. It was saturating. That was at a time. That was at a time, we're probably around the same age, um, I'm 36, uh, but I was pretty young when it happened. Um, and I remember that every single news outlet, every channel, whether it was the local news, which was actually pretty segmented at, at the time, seemed to be, uh, every magazine cover, like every, ch every channel, and there weren't that many, there weren't as many as it was today, like you didn't have the media in like a million different forms. Like she was everywhere. She was on every cover. She was on everything. And I remember People Magazine would always come to our house. That was huge back then. People Magazine told you what was going on. And John Bonet was on the cover of People Magazine every week for like years. And she still is. She still comes onto the magazine. And I think, um, I mean, I've always, been, I've been fascinated by this case for decades. I really have. But now I see it as just a, a very predictable tool. If it is, if it is, a, if, if it is a false mechanism, if just a, a prefabricated story, it's designed to be unsolvable. That's why it's not. That's why it hasn't been solved because it was designed to be uh, never solved. There's there's nothing to solve if we keep looking at it through this particular lens. Same thing with Madeline McCann. I was just about to ask about Madeline McCann when she thought about Same her. Thing. That was yeah. the next place I looked. Once I had this revelation. Hold on, I'm unfamiliar me... with that story. I'm unfamiliar with that story. What, 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 what's she's that about? The Brit she's the UK John Bonet. Yeah. I, I was unaware of that story too until yeah. Jen brought it up one time. Yeah. I'm like, what? How have it's, I not heard of that? It happened it was, um... when my daughter was born and her name's Madeline. So I was all like sad to hear <laughs> it. It was so sad. That's yeah, weird... her parents, it's just so sad. Her parents were on vacation in what, Portugal? And they went yeah, to a um, dinner at a yeah. restaurant, just like it would be like 500 feet away, and they were in a little hut or something. The kids were sleeping; they could see them. And they went back, and Madeline was gone. And then there's little crumb bread, like breadcrumb trails everywhere. And then what they the blame fuck? the parents. And it she, leads there's always to the, sightings to the Podesta brothers and and, John, and uh, what's her name? Um, Gislaine Maxwell. Like oh, the, the, yeah. the oh yeah. If you look back at the actual police sketches. 
One of the police sketches looks like the two Podesta brothers. It's, it's uncanny. And then another one looks like Ghislaine Maxwell carrying Madeline McCann away in a in a like a blanket. That that is interesting now too. That's being kind of tied in with the Epstein thing because it, there always was something really creepy about the Jean Benet thing. Um, <laughs> really pedophilic kind of than putting them in those those pageants and stuff even 100%. as a kid i was like that's so weird why would you do that to your kid 100 percent. i think that the pageants were a were a brilliant part of this design because i looked into the pageants something i was saying look into the pageants look into the pageants i never thought to look into them when i did look into them what i found was the in the pageants that john benet was purported to have won between the age of five and six she was like she was highly crowned. She was just on this on the pageant circuit, won all these crowns. None of those pageants actually existed outside of the story of John Bonet. Outside of her winning, she was like the first, last, and only contestant in any of these pageants, these purported pageants. And then I started finding these really bootleg um, uh, websites that had gone up. Towards, I started, so I started finding. I found found that these things only existed for John Bonet, and then I started finding all these fa- like websites with like fake pageant girls on them with highly digital, not even like dolled up, like but digital like faces. I was like, there's this, there's this whole like supporting digital world for these fake pageants that didn't exist, and now there's like the, so the the once I started seeing it from an angle of. Um, like just kind of scratch the surface on this onion and you'll like peel it back and you'll see, you'll reveal how fake it is. Uh, it's everything started to reveal itself in a really incredible way. Um, and I found, I found that there was never a death certificate for her. There was an autopsy report, which was widely disseminated. That was something that the public clamored for, like, let us see how she died. And they did, they put it out there and it was really gruesome, but nobody thought because we had the autopsy report, nobody was like, um, Nobody thought about the death certificate. And there is no death certificate. And her parents went on Larry King and said such. Larry King bizarrely asked about the death certificate specifically. And both the parents said they had neither seen nor received. This is three years later. They had never seen nor received a copy of their daughter's death certificate. And her body was buried out of state. That's impossible. And these things just don't make sense. Like, you can't do any of these. Not having a death certificate for a very, very, very publicized, high profile individual does not seem like something the U.S. government would let slide. Um, I, I, I would like, so many... though, I would like, though, oh, also, there's depending no on record the record of her body at the morgue. There's no record of her body at the morgue because those logbook pages that in 1996, it was all analog. Right. The logbook pages of her being checked in with her vitals and her whatever stolen some 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 guy came in and just stole those pages so poof there's no record of her body being admitted at the boulder morgue so as of right now the only thing that exists of her existence like you said would all be online right digital and people are like what about the pictures what about the video okay back to access graphics back to lockheed martin what why would lockheed martin be acquiring a company called access graphics in the late late 1980s into early 1990s because lockheed martin at the time was getting heavily invested in what 3d real-time graphic overlay technology under the guise of doing this for the video game platform systems like sega and uh Atari and all these, uh, and at the time it looked very rudimentary for what the public facing, it looked like, you know, late 80s, early 90s graphic systems. But the capabilities of these graphic systems were what we see now with, like, it's, the technology has always kind of been there. Like, the, what we understand now is deep fake technology. 
I believe that was being pioneered many decades ago. Um, and that's what the company Access Graphics was. It was basically just a reseller of these, these systems. They didn't really, it actually was kind of a shell company. All of it's kind of fake. It's all very fake. What's real is this is all set up as like a way to test this technology. Uh, <laughs> and see how, see how easy see how it is. See how believable it is. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and I think the answer is yes. I think the answer For is sure. yes. And if you look at her pictures, and I have, my thread is like, my thread is literally me figuring this out in real time and like sharing it. Like, <laughs> look at me, look at what I'm finding, like step by step. It was like a, a almost like a, a feverish <laughs> whatever. I could never re replicate that. Unless I had another discovery that just blew it, my mind. It makes you. It makes you hungry. It makes you. Uh, when you first. When you first start unraveling something like that. For like. For, for me, yeah. a big one was talking to Corey and Chris from uh, Forbidden Knowledge. As soon as. As soon as he laid out that first uh, kind of hour of what happened with his work, I was like, dude, shut up. Like knowledge all is of, filling. Yeah. All of the sudden, all these things. I'm like, oh shit, we've been lied to our whole freaking lives. Um, I will. I will <laughs> I'll be. Listen to that one. Yeah. <laughs> I will like... rephrase though, uh, or re-ask what I was saying. What was like your your anchor for when you first started? Kind of like, no, no, no. There's no way this is true. Oh. Oh, what face, was the thing that like really fake. dropped you into it? Sorry, her face just looked fake to me. I totally totally glossed over that. Her face. Oh, I had also been training my brain without realizing it on a website called thispersondoesnotexist.com. And it is a generator of digitally generated faces. And you just press, re you, you press refresh and there's a new one. You press refresh and there's a new one. They look real at first. Then you remind yourself that no, none of these faces are real. And you'll start to see quite easily and distinctly, like your brain will stop correcting for you. Your brain will stop going, yeah, that's real. Yeah, that's real. And correcting this obviously unreal face. Once you once you tell your brain, no, stop correcting. Like, I know it's unreal. Stop it. Stop it. You will. You'll refresh and you'll be like, okay, that's, ooh, that's not real. So I kind of trained my, my, trained my brain in this way. And then I, I, I had taken a, I, I'd taken a break from looking at the case. Again, very obsessed with it. But from an angle of her being satanic, ritually abused. And then I looked at it again and saw immediately that her face was not real. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, is she? What? Is she one of them? Do you know like, of anybody who's actually gone in and like done like a forensic photo, you know, analysis no, of it to see? No, I don't. But I did do a deep dive on the photo agency that owns and operates all of, all of the key images in the John Bonet Ramsey case. And they are a company called Zuma Press. And Zuma Press is the owner operator of basically all the important trauma porn, all the, all the major cataclysmic events they're the ones with the Jeffrey Epstein mugshot, the, the, the infamous one with, you know, like the, uh, both of his mugshots, um, which I believe Jeffrey Epstein is also a, a fabricated identity. I believe him, to, I've done many deep dives on Jeffrey Epstein being a fictional character, boogeyman who's, who's just propped up. The reason that Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself, in my opinion, is because he, if you don't exist, you can't. Um, so, he, so maybe just of, like a, an yeah. actor playing the part of Jeffrey Epstein, or I think that he was designed to keep us oops, to keep us from looking at the at a real problem that actually does exist. Like to if we if Jeffrey Epstein is just in jail or if he's dead or whatever, like the problems that exist in the world, it's kind of just a way to like capture our fascination, put it all in one place, and then like put it to bed. Oh, and they, they put that to bed in in a manner of speaking. Uh, the Glenn <laughs> Maxwell thing is kind of the same though, because still uh, no mugshot, no mugshot, mug and they just oh she got you know arrested and we haven't heard jack shit since. I guess there was wasn't there some arraignment or there was some kind of uh, something that happened a couple months ago it seems like, but we haven't heard anything else since then. 
Right. And I think that her, I think that people are suing, the victims are suing for something to have more information released about the case. I mean, it's going to be, all be released within the court documents. It's all going to be public, but it feels like there's, they're doing nothing. Like they have, they should have some monster case against her. There should be some, some movement. I'm surprised there's no mugshot yet or no, there was that picture of her with the bruise on her eye. Which, oh yeah. Which looked very strange. Um, that's that another uh, classic uh, Illuminati theory of the, know, the bruised eye. I know, they're always the bruises. And bruises, you know, I like to say no matter what color of your skin, uh, the color of a wound is, is you know, the color of a bruise is always purple and the color of an open wound is always pink, you know. <laughs> like, and those colors are illusions um, in some way. I like to explore colors as illusions. So it's kind of like our flesh wounds. We just talked Maybe. about that recently about uh, color or not color specifically, but like marketing ploys and how, you know, colors do go into different marketing things. And that's why the oh, me- you sure. can't trust the media. It's all a big marketing agency. All a lot of fast food is yellow and red. Specific, it's that's supposed to drive hunger. So if you think a lot of them red, you know, a lot of them have red, red, McDonald's. I guess. Yeah. McDonald's, Burger, Burger King. King, Chick-fil-A has KFC, KFC. Carl's Jr. and Hardee's is yes, red and yellow. All of them. They apparently it activates quickly something in our brain that makes us like desirous, you know, like create a craving, a craving center. And well, and then Burger King fucking pumps their smell out into the street. You can smell Burger King like three blocks <laughs> away. It's like, I know what that is. Not it's too Burger far. King. I know exactly what it, you're talking about. In and out's red and yellow as well. Oh, they pump their oh, smell out into the streets, too. That's right. In-N-Out's good, but their fries... Mm. <laughs> Ben's not a big fan. I love In-N-Out. I will eat it I all like day. It. I like In-N-Out. It's... Uh, no. First of all, it's not good enough. Uh, it's just not good enough. I'll just their say that. Their red and yellow but, colors work better on me, I guess, so whatever. I, no, what works better on me is that if I'm going to go through fast food and I'm going to hear myself getting fatter, I would also like to add... Barbecue bacon. sauce, bacon, and onion rings to that. Oh, really make do. it worth it. <laughs> yeah, fucking why not? <laughs> go bigger, go out. home. Yeah. Where is that? Is that at Wendy's or is that at McDonald's or where is that? Where's the What's best that? bacon? Where's the best? Fast there? food bacon? Ugh. Where's the best fast food bacon? That's a good I don't know if there is. It's, it's more of like bad. a bacon bit flavor in a strip. Seriously, I know. It's like a rubbery, like, rubbery piece of paper strip that quite, tastes like it's bacon. Never good. It's quite, never good. Quite possibly just a really, really floppy bacon strip that you give to your dog. It's just a shoe. No, it's not that because <laughs> I have tried a bacon strip. It is different. It is I, disgusting. I've heard that the, I, I heard that they contracted with Goodyear. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think the, the, the biggest psyop of all time is, though? Is it just our history or right what we now, live on? Like, can't do that, Joe. We can't do that. Yes, space. we can. Oh, really? Space and, space? Space and dinosaurs. Dinosaurs is a dicey one for sure. Yeah. I, could I think see dinosaurs that. because dinosaurs tie into I think one of the biggest hoaxes, which is also our which is fossil fuels. I don't think that oil is what they tell us it is. And I don't I think don't it's running think so out. Really. I don't think it's running out anytime soon. I think that they can just regulate it in such a way that the market is constricted. Just when like diamonds. Just like diamonds. Those things are probably worthless. They honestly. are honestly. So they, I, they are. I've looked this up before. Uh, diamonds as a uh, actual ge- geological and I'm sure that there's somebody on there that's going to prove me wrong on this, but this is what I have read, is that diamonds have virt- virtually the same geological construct as cubic zirconia, which is the replacement that you end up seeing for right. fake diamonds. That's the exact uh, same thing. Exactly. exactly. And they all know that De Beers has monopolized it. They own the diamond mines. And then they have 
how much and what cuts and what's in uh, to give each country every year by the amount that they have allowed to drive up the scarcity and rarity of the diamond when really it's not like it's not hard to find. It's just that they own all the places where you can find them. Yep. And they're just shiny rocks. Yeah. Yeah. And they even tell us that they can lab create and not even the cubic zirconia. Like they're telling us now that they can lab create diamonds. And it's like, yeah, that's called cubic zirconia. Or that's called. I bought a 3D printer too. Yeah. I mean, mean, you can get uh, diamond crusted, you know, saw blades to cut. Uh, I don't even know what you cut with them. Yeah, yeah. diamond, diamond tooth saw blades. Yep. Diamonds are the most hardy. That's that is why you know talk about value. It's not valuable because it looks shiny and pretty on your finger, it, although it does. <laughs> but um, the real value of diamond is that uh, apparently, um, based on you know engineering, and I don't, I'm not really questioning engineering at this point. I do question a lot, but you know these diamond tipped. Uh, <laughs> bulldozers and diamond tipped tools can like bust through earth in a way that no other material can which i think is pretty pretty fascinating so there are these these true intrinsic values and strengths to these materials that they tell us are valuable but i don't know if they're i don't know if they're really telling us they're valuable in the right way it's, like, there's we, a difference between the value like you said the intrinsic value with it and the rarity of its intrinsic value. Right. Because you can have something mm-hmm. that is extremely hard. I mean, think about think about when they first came, started coming out with steel and all of the metal work in the industrial age. It was extremely valuable, but it wasn't rare. You could still, you know, uh, you could still ore it and find or uh, dig for it, mine it and ore it and do all of that stuff if you wanted to. But uh I don't know. I, I think that the value of it is definitely there. I just don't think that the rarity of it is everything that they tell us it is. Let's Everybody get back to the space thing because I want to talk about oh, what space. you think space is because that's a big mystery to me too. But oh, as far as the dinosaurs and fossil fuels, yeah, I don't think oil is dinosaur bones because yeah. uh, you've heard that they can, you know, close an oil well because it's dry. Go back a couple years later and it's filled the fuck back up. So yeah. where did that come from? I think oil. Just like they teach us in that movie Fern Gully, if you guys saw that as a, as a child. <laughs> yeah, have like not. The, remember that black goo? I honestly think oil could be a byproduct, uh, an energy burnoff of, of, of us, of our energy. Uh, you know, I talk about loosh all the time. Like, that's this energetic swirl within our body. We're energetic beings in this energetic realm. Is that the but, same as, like, chi or orgone or, you know, the I think so. Yeah, dark chi, matter? I mean, we're radiating. We're radiating. Well, I, I don't know if chi and dark matter are the same thing. That may, might be a yin-yang sort of situation where one's an opposite of the other. Still energy produced yeah. by us, though, it's still right? energy, Yeah. And I think that – I because, you know – you know, when you burn, when you when you burn a substance, you typically get like a tar-like, oil-like residue. You know, when when you when you flame, when you when you burn off, and what do we do? We burn calories. We 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 keep ourselves heated. We're we're heat systems. We're burning. You know, our energy. What if what if like what if the 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 oil? What if we're like literally powering our vehicles with? with our own energy and we're paying for it you know that's kind of cool <laughs> kind of dark but that's kind of cool that could, dark. like you said that could definitely be one of the biggest they would ah, you know that's exactly what that's what and exactly we have to buy it so would do they're making sell money it off back of it to us. Yeah. <laughs> sell it back to us and we'll be happy for it okay so anyway back <laughs> to space awful. what the fuck do you think space is that's a big one. I don't know what space is, but what I believe, what I think, what what we have been shown as outer space, I believe to be a, a Hollywood production, like at least wildly cartoons. misrepresented a little yeah, bit. Yeah, misrepresented. I'm not saying space is fake. There's nothing out there. Blah. Like that's not. I, I, 
who knows? Who knows what the infinite, the great and wonderful infinite beyond is? If, if, it, if it does exist, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I jury's still out. But what I think we're, what I think we're being shown is nonsense. I think it's just cartoons. And I've done a lot of invest, investigations looking into, into how, you know, our whole concept of space was provided to us through Disney's working with NASA. And not necessarily even talking about Operation Paperclip, which was like where the Nazis came over and, you know, worked at, worked from NASA and Disney and blah, blah, blah. It was like, well, symbiotic family. That's not what I'm, I'm talking about. I'm talking about how Disney in the 1940s, before we even knew what space looked like, before we had even sent our first exploratory rocket in 1946 to even take a selfie of Earth, to even know what Earth looked like, to have any sort of scope of what Earth looked like, we really didn't know at that point. We had never seen photographic evidence. We had no clue. We had never been outside. First time we got outside, quote unquote, was in 1946. Took a picture. Miraculously, the picture that they took looked a lot like what Disney was telling NASA that outside looked like, <laughs> like <laughs> in, the, in the decades leading up to it. How interesting. And also the Universal Studios, this is something of Rambo, he's one Universal of my just popped into my head as soon as you were saying 1920, that. they had a globe spinning ball Earth. We didn't know that huh. it was a globe-spinning ball Earth. We had no clue. Well, the, I guess the uh, the science answer to that would be that they have their math and their theories, and they just yeah, so happened to line just... up with that when they actually got up there. That would be but the it was, scientific answer. But it was years answer. before. It was years before. It was crazy. I don't know. I, I found – I think that it's really interesting that – I don't know. We just – Hollywood always tells us what space looks like. And right before we went to the moon, we had um, Stephen, uh, Stephen, Stanley Kubrick tell us what space looked like, and which looked astonishingly similar to the moon landing. No, Kubrick's uh, another uh, rabbit hole for another show, oh, He another is. Show, I probably. love it. Yeah, we could, go deep, we could go deep through him. But I think that the, the connection between Hollywood and space is something that should be explored, and it should be explored through the lens of which came first, you know, the chicken, chicken or the egg sort of thing. It's it like Red Hot Chili make... Peppers. Space is the final frontier, but it's made in a Hollywood basement. I, a line always stuck out to me. I'm like, hmm. What did you know, Anthony Kiedis? What are you hiding? Oh, I just Probably kids. <laughs> I, just, I just saw the, uh, a meme the other day that said, uh, it still boggles my mind that this and this were only 66 years apart, and it's a black and white photo of the Wright brothers' first takeoff. And then it's somebody on the moon. And it said, uh, you know, it's really crazy to me that this is only 66 years apart. And I was all, yeah, that is. It's absolutely bonkers. And that's yep. why I don't believe that. You because... know, within one decade of the Wright Brothers flight, they already had commercial aircraft. Not just going to the moon. They already mm. had commercial no freaking way. No way. Well, I guess the same thing <laughs> no kind of happened with computers, too. I mean, way. you go from and you know, the, the 90s having, yeah. or yeah, I guess 80s, 70s, but having a, a computer the size of a room that wouldn't do a, a bajillionth of what our phone does mm -hmm. now. So it does. I think it, they just tell us these things. They tell us these fanciful stories about antiquated old technology. When we've always had this really advanced tech, they just dole it out and give us like a fake inventor or something like this give us a character who like invented this thing well they can write whatever they want in the history books i mean uh, have, are you familiar with crow triple seven yeah yeah yeah. He's so we're gonna have him on oh announcement we're gonna have him on uh next month oh shit no way Very yeah cool. he's gonna be that, awesome that episode it was the first time i had ever listened to that podcast uh the one that you just sent me the other night about the police stop 
Now, he's a very um, uh, so he's wow, as far as the cool. show goes, his wildly different than ours. He's actually yeah. knowledgeable and very t- takes it very seriously. <laughs> we just kind of talk about farts and stuff, but uh, we do That's cover you know serious stuff. But uh, I was listening to him on uh, Sam's show, and he was talking about the the second sun and how he's like photographing or like looking through his telescope and sees like mm-hmm. a second sun. So that just ties into the weird space thing, but. Yeah, I just, think we don't just to live true anything. to that. You said that yeah. you know we just end up saying you know fart jokes. I was gonna say uh, when she said that you know when something burns off, it usually burns off. I'm like, yeah, that that's definitely what I. I definitely burn off some black goo. I was gonna <laughs> say, do you <laughs> leave black residue in your shorts? I was as waiting an entity. for someone to make a poop joke there. Okay, good. I'm glad we circled back to that. No, we, you're welcome. Whole, we had a whole episode <laughs> about shitting our pants, and uh, we haven't heard any hate <laughs> mail on that yet. But we try to like minimize the poop, you know. But it is fun. Right. I love talking about poop. It's my only one. I'd I promise. be surprised how many times it comes up on podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, in our family, it usually circles back to poop at some point I usually know, during like dinner i don't lot. know why it's pretty often <laughs> you know our anus is the first thing to develop in the feet in the, as a, no as a fetus my friend just told Shut me the that the other up. day yeah he yeah. said we start as an asshole <laughs> like, as no an way asshole. <laughs> yeah awesome. and you know to that point our gut is our first brain we sometimes say our gut is our second brain because you know trust your gut but our gut is actually our first brain um it doesn't it have more neural pathways nervous. than your brain does yeah, and it keeps us alive before our brains develop, before our brain even starts, before our brain even exists as a thing, because we start as a we start as a butthole, so we go from the gut up. And <laughs> I then, am yeah. so happy with learning this information right now. <laughs> You're welcome, yeah. listeners. I'm not sure how long that phase is, where we're just buttholes in space. I hope but, it's uh... longer than the rest of it. <laughs> what if it's like eight point? What if we have no idea what happens? It's like eight point nine months, we're just a butthole, and all of a sudden we pop out, we pop out as a full baby. That explains so many more people. <laughs> I don't know how reasonable. Just that all is. of a sudden, bam! Rest of a human. <laughs> yeah, pop, <laughs> pop. <laughs> Anyways, oh, I was going to ask you, uh, how far back do you think we can trust history? Because uh, good question. I don't. Uh, I've heard a lot of people say they can't trust anything past like the 1800s, but I don't even believe a lot of the 1800s is correct. Mm-hmm. I mean, the you know, mm-hmm. history is written by the victors, and America has pretty much dominated victories for the last 200 years. So, how much well, can Co- you really Corey believe? Corey was saying. Corey was yeah. saying what that the Zionists happened in like the Zion summit happened in like 1890 or something like that. I don't know. He went back far on that one. That's what, the yeah. one that blew your brain a little bit. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm I'm totally into this concept that our iteration of what we understand as us humanity, like the f- the first generation of this version of us, kind of kind of came around. I believe in the 18. Like, Wild West times. Like, I think that that's kind of why we have this fascination with Wild West, with, like, even Westworld, like, this idea of showing up in this, you know, character-based. Great show. Really, really gets asked some big questions that hadn't really been explored before in this type of format. Westworld's an incredible show. But I think it also, just just the setting alone and this idea of, of... you know, if you if you trace back our generations, you know, if you talk about Generation Z, Generation Y, blah, blah, blah millennials, boomers, Ugh. the first one, the, it goes back to, it's, it drops off. It, it, the first one that starts is called the Lost Generation, and that's around the mid to late 1800s. Really? Like, I did not know that. It's called the Lost Generation. And I think that, I think that it's quite possible that, like, we were just plopped here in this place that was already pre-designed. And we had like a first generation that kind of learned the ropes in this already pre-designed world. All the best art had already been done. All the best buildings had already been fabricated. All the best, you know. Is that's that kind of like the uh, the Tartarian idea? 
Potentially, but I think Tartaria is part of the, the, the fake design too. I don't think, I don't know. I, I, I think all of this history is like being unfolded in a way for us to maybe one day see that it's all so you think do you think that that's propagated not only by you know films obviously and movies and and how they uh project you know historical events that have happened but on top of that the new discoveries that they can date back to support this already pre-written history that's a big part like dinosaur bones that are being discovered now right Y'all, those would have been discovered before. Come on, like, like back in if, if humans have been around for hundreds of thousands of years, or into the in, like, there was no, you in no civilization ever was this ground excavated in a way that would have found a dinosaur bone. Are you kidding me? Like nobody found dinosaur bones until our new time, like until we were like having archaeologists do this and have professions around well, it. Doesn't the Smithsonian kind of control a lot of that mm-hmm. stuff too? Because that's yeah. another yeah. rabbit hole, the Smithsonian. Yes. And our parents didn't learn about dinosaurs, really. You know, like, they didn't really start... Or space. Like, well, maybe not our parents, but our grandparents, surely. Like, they didn't they didn't, they didn't mess with that stuff. You know what actually supports this idea of a, a turning of the 20th century kind of being, as you said, plopped on the earth? Mm-hmm. Um, is I was just talking about this last night. According to the census, which if that, you know, in any way, shape, or form can be trusted, but mm-hmm. that actually kind of coincides with, you know, the turn of the 20th century is that at the turn of the 20th century is when we hit 1 billion people. So you're telling me that for how many hundreds of thousands or thousands or how, whatever it is that you, that, you know, they claim that to they be said there. said we've been around, yeah. Yeah. Which population should have just is, like exploded. There's 1 billion. But then from one, from the 20th century to the 21st century, we have octupled that. We are at 7.8 billion. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. That That's very non-condescending. The (laughs) eight times we've done it. We've got, we've gone eight times the amount of people in 100 years Mm -hmm. that we did supposedly for all time prior to that. You know, and they would say, they would say, well, before there was disease and famine and people were just dying off right and left. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But but then you take a pause. 50% died in childbirth. And I'm not saying that that wasn't necessarily true. Like you but you look around and you're like, we're not any help. I mean, like at least we're, with the studies, they were healthier. But like uh, if, they're still telling us that we're being taken down by these invisible mind viruses that are floating around. And like everyone's <laughs> dying in the streets. I'm not seeing it. Like the story that they tell about like pe- <laughs> population, I think they've always messed with us about like how many people are here. Um and how many people are leaving, <laughs> exiting. But oh, I, think that, oh. I, I think that your point about the explosion and the story of how many people are, it's just improbable. Like, whether or not it's true, the numbers, is, it's just improbable. It, I don't think it can be true because it's just, I, I, don't, I don't think that, I don't, I don't know how we could have contained humanity so aptly for hundreds of thousands of years without a population explosion happening. And yet we can do it so immediately. Well, I think that's that's fertility drugs, but that we're also just kind of, you know, that's another story. Shouldn't that limit it too? Shouldn't that like limit it down with birth control and stuff? I don't know. know. Okay. So I'm starting to come to based on Corey's work and other people. And uh, I think it was, what were they saying? Most of the, uh, or maybe it was him that claimed that most of the history books that we know as a curriculum today were written around that same turn of the century. I'm starting to become more of the opinion that uh one of two things is possible um either we were complete fucking neanderthals until the 20th century and then all of a sudden 
we just got all this stuff that we decided to make in a hundred years or there wasn't really anything before 1890. We all got plopped here and that's why we've seen such an explosion is because that's what was going to happen anyway in our first 130 years here. Like some implanted memory type of thing. Right, right, exactly. So like imagine if that 1 billion population or roughly just got planted here at 1890 Mm -hmm. with memories of what our world had been like. And then they said, okay, let them take it from here. Let's see what they do with it. And 130 years later, we see massive leaps and bounds in technology. And now it's like, oh, shit. How are we going to explain like what we told them about history? We didn't think they were going to take off that fast. Ben's going yeah. deeper than I do usually. That's Holy deep. shit. <laughs> I think that could totally be possible, <laughs> like though. So if there was Thank a- you, Jen. I do. I do, Ben. So I think it's just like if you would think of a super advanced species that had access to anything and they just created a movie set and that was earth yes and the then they us here, the but they're smart enough to be a couple steps ahead but then sometimes they fuck up and that's like the mandela yes. effect where they're like oh, oh yeah. shit we didn't mean to mess up on that one little yeah, thing we're just gonna quick, change it. re-implant quick, change their it. memories like in yeah. um dark city where they'll go back mm-hmm. and just give us a little shot did you see that one mm-hmm. where they change it all the time but yeah. uh yeah yeah so then people but some remember because you can't control everyone and we're just this little experiment that is my theory about all of existence i so, love it so love yes it. totally believe you ben yeah <laughs> i mean if, if they built they teach us like sim city i had this conversation with my grandmother and sim my mom. city that's an old drop i love that game. yeah I, sim city and the sims i loved those games but you know i was talking my parents my, my mom she doesn't really talk about any of this stuff you know i may be like kind of out there with everything that i think but she doesn't really go anywhere go go anywhere near there and so i asked her i was like what do you think about simulation theory and she hadn't heard she hadn't really considered it before and she said it's when someone simulates something or no when something happens simultaneously she said when something happens simultaneously to something else and i was like i'd never heard that before but yeah simultaneous and simulation have the same starter Yes. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's kind of brilliant because like, I don't think we can be in, like simulation theory can't be the thing. Like if we're, it has to be like simulating something else. So like for, in order for simulation theory to exist, there has to be another world that like, we have like to, a template. I don't know. Yeah, it has to be like a template. Like on SimCity, you oh. could actually go into the creator and you could make it for free and then you could plop it into the active uh, SimCity network and see yeah, how it and did. They could, yeah, and they could use your template. Someone else could could take and also that was like with sim the sims characters like you could design right characters and sell them and like people would do like fan like like harry potter sims and like design them and 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 when you like unwrapped when you did design the sim and you un, and you looked at its looked at its design and it laid out it was like a like a bearskin rug of a human like a bifurcated <laughs> human skin like laid out now where did they creepy. get that idea um. Oh, super creepy but that's what you know that's 3d rendering everything lays down like there's one skins layer that lays down like a flat skin that's been on like a human skin that's been unwrapped oh my Ooh. god it looks so weird and then everyone like, super wraps weird. around the shape <laughs> i know i gotta when i say Nightmares. i got a bear skin rug i'm not talking about a b-e-a-r b-a-r-e <laughs> oh i got a bear skin, skin rug <laughs> so what do you think of the uh the flat earth thing though too we're, we're just gonna jump from topic oh, to topic because we kind of okay. do that because yeah like that ties into space too so i like flat earth because i see i observe flat i mean like like there's salt salt flats like there's if the what you know observably it appears flat right um but observably 
we're fucked sometimes, pardon my language, but like we are, our ups are we, if we rely solely on our observation without questioning what, like our eyes are round. What if that's messing with the whole thing? Our eyeballs, our, our eyeballs are round globes. What if we're not seeing, what if what we see is like super flat? It's so, actually not so, flat. So you you're know? saying that we're viewing a flat earth from a fisheye lens? It, it, I'm just, uh, yes, I'm saying that we don't, we don't question our observation and we just, we've, we've, we've trust it. I believe, I don't care what the shape is. We could right. be on an eggplant for all I care. What I, <laughs> what I see it as is division. It's purposeful division. And I, I, I think it's, I think it's designed to be impossible for your eye to check it as a layperson to like verify for sure myself to send a balloon up or like, I can't go to space. Um, it's, it's difficult. Like it's difficult for me to really do a test that I can like sink my teeth into. And so, it, so no matter what, you're having to rely on either what you believe in a dogma form, like what you've been taught and told your whole life and you just really stick in with that and that's it, you know, and that's your truth. Or you're questioning from the flatter, from the, 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 the you're like, okay, this is my, my observation doesn't line up with what I've been told, so let me reevaluate and ask questions. And then you see a whole world of questioning around the flat earth, which observably you're like, yeah, it looks flat. You know, I think maybe that, maybe that argument too, in a way could have flaws that we have not even thought of yet. And this whole thing could be designed to keep us fighting. When, when maybe we're in a realm that really the shape doesn't matter and the shape just works with whatever physics it's being fed. fed <laughs> yeah, whatever. if you look know. at the, the divide and conquer method, which is used ad nauseum all the time, the, yeah. Yeah. the flat earth thing would be kind of a psyop too. I mean, no offense to anybody out there with the flat earth idea. David Weiss is a great guy. We had him on. Yeah, and I'm really he's interested. He's super interesting, but it's just one of those things where I'm like, everybody's fighting yeah, about I mean, it. I'm, Even I'm in this community, absurd. they're fighting over whether the earth is flat or round. It's like, I think Sam says, it. he's like, I don't really care whether it's flat or round. It's a realm. We're, we're living here. So who cares what the shape is? But yeah. I like that word, realm. Yeah. But whatever dropped us here or created us, I think would have to know that we would be a little bit intelligent or that our intelligence would increase and that we would ask figure questions. Figure it out one of these days. So they would have to have something in place already and say, okay, we're going to tell them it's this and let's see what they do or let's see what they say. Because we have to make something. They have yeah. to have something there or they can say, let's have someone figure it out and maybe some of the creatures were like, okay, well, it's this because we said it. But mm. either way, I wonder. I, mean, I wonder there's got to they... be something there. That's yeah. what they do with video games. The, the, the video game creators, they, they create an entire module. Mm -hmm. They have the inside testers, but you never know what's actually going to get dug up in glitches um, and things like Easter that until, eggs, they do a, yeah. until they do a beta release. They beta release it for free, and they have you know one map that they're kind of doing it on, and you play this map aggressively for you know two weeks to a month and then what they do is they get all the feedback they find all the glitches and they apply the same thing to other templates again there's that word of other maps and whatnot uh to kind of get the bugs worked out I, yeah. I would not be surprised going back to what jen said if it's one of those like all right so we we made these little fuckers down there and uh they started doing like really good things for themselves and as a matter of fact they're kind of they're kind of going off script from what we had planned they're finding a lot more glitches like than we designed in this game. And instead of two weeks to a month, this is, you know, 150, 200 year experience, experiment. Oh and yeah. now we're like, oh, shit, they're finding out in half the time things that we never thought they would be able to find. 
all right, let's close down the beta, <laughs> fix the problems, reset. And I actually, I, honestly, I think that actually plays into a reset if this is all sim theory. And there's right. Klaus Schwab with his great I reset. Know, <laughs> and then some <laughs> asshole in their research and development team great just drops reason. a microchip down here and like cell phones right. develop and like planes take off. They get fired, but then they're like, you fucked our experiment. That's yep. why Westworld <laughs> is so great because it's such a great analog to, to life kind of where I mean, if yeah. you think of it in our weird, you know, crazy way that, you know, they'll like tweak something in their Westworld matrix where they drop a gun here where you wasn't before or they mm -hmm. figure something out they hadn't figured out before you know just the sim theory yeah, thing I'm is really it. interesting and there's no it's really like no a, limit to it that's like yeah. digital gaslighting it's like uh, oh, yeah. it's like yes. it's like saying like no 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 this doesn't exist which is what our you know our governments <laughs> are doing all along no no, no yeah. this doesn't exist and then as soon as it does it's like yeah it exists you asshole it's existed for years why are you guys acting crazy <laughs> I will say this all of this kind of because my my head's starting to hurt um, i know but <laughs> all of all of this kind of thing definitely the farther <laughs> the farther i actually allow myself because that's what it is a choice the farther i allow myself to get red pilled the more i just want that black pill so much more to where i just go <laughs> you know what i'm gonna shove my head where the sun don't shine and i'm gonna wait till i die and well, i would say uh, to pull the plug i'd say uh -huh. hb is a little bit close to the black pill by thinking everything's a psyop and i get close yeah. to that all the time too i'm like i can't trust anything i can't trust history i can't trust what Come the government's saying the water's <laughs> yeah. nothing like matters we're all like fucked you know it is a little, it's a little wild. It's daunting. Have, it's daunting. And I have to play both sides. Like I, there's people in my life that are very close to me that don't really know anything about human vibration. So I don't, when I'm with them, I'm just being my normal normie self, you know, and I'm trying to like beat them over the head with like everything you know and love is fake. Take <laughs> it. Like, take it. <laughs> you take it. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus is just a template. <laughs> yeah. You know what you should Easter, actually do? Easter Sunday. No, I'm kidding. If you... <laughs> If you actually like start to tell them about this and uh, you you start having these conversations with them, I I would just for I or I'll do it. I don't give a shit. Uh, actually, have some form of like placebo red and blue pill and put on shades and ask them which one they want to take right before you drop like yours. just a big old load on them. You got to have the Morpheus glasses that's inexplicably yeah. just balance on his nose. Hang you on know? your yeah. nose. They had no they had no frames. Yeah, frames. Yeah, yeah. Because the Matrix, he can do whatever he wants. They can do whatever that's, they want. In there. That's Disney with their special effects. Ah. <laughs> You know, I will on the, the idea of the matrix. I think my my parting thought would be: it doesn't have to be this idea of zeros and ones, cut the walls green, like, and we don't. And this is all a video game. It doesn't have to even be like that. I liked what you said earlier um, about this being a theater. I mean, being the Hollywood set. I think that just show up. This this could just be a set that we have arrived at, and it's just the set dressing is really is really well done. But the Truman at some Show. Point, yes, it's like a Truman Show. But we are. If we pull back the curtain far enough over, like we will see the brick wall at the back of the theater. You know, we're, we're gonna. I think. I think we're gonna. Whoa! Whoa! Your your green screen just flipped when I said that. <laughs> I just pulled Matrix back curtain. Matrix. Damn. Matrix. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I, I got a different curtain. I'll pull back for you later. <laughs> oh no! That's a. That's interesting though too, because it kind of ties in uh, to bring some stupid current events in the uh, Fauci email. Le they're not really leaks they were FOIA requests and everybody yeah. knows my opinion on those but it, it and anything that's released through FOIA they can redact as much as they want so yeah. the fact that the information that was released was released 
is it was allowed to be released. So it's like it immediate controlled player. opposition. Yeah. yeah. And then on the, CNN, they were doing these fawning interviews with him about like this, like this very small portions of the email that made him look good. Like, I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. The spin was we'll immediate. Get it together. I know. It, it just makes just, it look so much more like it's a theater. Like he's an actor and they're like, okay, we're going into scene two here. Stage left. Bye. Here's your pay. Yeah. And see ya. And what can make people the most agitated in the audience? Well, let's leak this let's leak stuff and shine it in one light and then we'll pretend we don't see it in that light and yeah give you the spotlight again and rally I don't know I don't know if this is significant at all or if it's just a play on words that happens to be in my mind coincidental mm -hmm. but after 2020 you know you were talking about we may not be all ones and ones and zeros but mm -hmm. after 2020 a lot of people like a massive influx of people are now coming to exactly what you were saying where the mechanism slowed down enough. Now we're all kind of watching it. And my thing is this, I'm like, I think it's stupid. Um, but we literally do have people that are claiming to be non-binary. So talking about ones and zeros is I'm like, is that a gender thing or like a sci as like a cyborg thing? What is that? It's a psyop. It's, I think it's a psyop. That's my thing is that you have these key celebrities and other people that are claiming to be non-binary. Now, I, I looked this up the other day because I was as confused as normal people are. Um, that it just literally means they do not accept themselves on as being part of the gender scale. So they, they claim to be non-binary, meaning they do not feel fit male or female. They don't know what they are, so they're claiming to be non-binary. Now, I look at that and I go, actually... I think that is not talking about gender, but as a whole, probably one of the smartest things I've heard, because if we all are just in sim theory and we all are ones and zeros, actually, that's exactly what you are. Yeah, <laughs> we're just being expressed in different if we're. It's yeah, all projections we're being expressed, expressed in different ways. Yeah. You know, like the idea of this fighting over gender. I mean, obviously. I, like looking around, you see that some people have an X, an XX chromosome, and some people have an XY chromosome. People then have an XY chromosome are categorically male. People have an XX chromosome are categorically female. But this, you're right. Like these bodies, these body systems could just be like, you know. At the end of the day, I like to explore how we're just one. We're like a, a oneness. We're we're a, we're a, we're a, a single consciousness being expressed, like almost like a shattered mirror it's, that's a that's it, my favorite day, quote a from uh, david ike he says the same thing he says it's a an infinite consciousness consciousness being expressed through you know several fuck i, I butchered like it god damn it listen to david through ike. shattered fragments of itself and yeah. then exploring each of it just to get all the angles yeah you know? each um perspective is like a different experience yeah. that it shares and gets to but it's all one thing shattering its consciousness and then experiencing yeah. itself through different experiences something like that and that that kind of <laughs> makes it seem like you know we're not as important as a human meat sack yeah. then because and you're just yeah. doing this and then you're going to be reborn as a new conscious or a new you know version of that consciousness but yeah. i feel much my better accepting myself as a human meat sack thank you very much <laughs> my other struggle like though it. is like I do like our I do like our uniqueness. You know, I feel like we could get lost in that we don't matter. We're just meat sacks walking around. The, ni blah, blah, the nihilistic blah. thing, yeah. The, and I think that that uh, I think that that can be. I think that discounts this wondrous, unique experience. I think that we, maybe it's not a fractured mirror. Maybe it's more of like a grand puzzle, and we are all individually important, and we all have these unique grooves 
that work together and fit together in certain ways and cobble together in certain ways. And like, I think the more you can like share your, I don't know, I feel like, you know, when you meet people, like you get, you, you can attain more of the puzzle and your grand picture will grow and grow. I don't know. Maybe it's more like a puzzle and less like I think, a shattered. I think to go mirror. along with the mirror, the mirror uh, metaphor, have you, you ever done that? Thing where you stand in front of a mirror that's in front of you and there's one behind you, you hold your camera Love up that. and the it's, it's a continuous mm -hmm. picture, right? I, 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 I would say that our, ours is more like a, we're inside of a box made of inward facing mirrors. To us, it's never ending. It's nothing more than all, all bouncing off of each other in an infinite view because you're only seeing what's on the other side for as far as you can see because it's yeah. all just reflective. But if you open up the box, there's an ending. There's something more that you could see out there. I think that our, in the idea that all of this is true, which again, the fact that I'm entertaining this shit is just bananas. But um, <laughs> if, this is if, a great if, conversation. I, if, I, it, I'm, if, I really if this it. was something that it would be, I think that in a mirror state, that's what it would be. We're all just inside of a mirror, a box made of mirrors projecting onto itself. And it you looks like funny it goes on you, forever. You just described something else called the holographic universe. And it's kind of, kind of ties in with sim theory i guess uh but yeah. it's that yeah it's like everything it's not a hologram like you'd see on a uh on your credit card you know like the little like michael thing. jackson's <laughs> it's just more of like a, th a 3d representation you know we perceive it as solid oh real quick i want to get to the chats because uh my yeah. keyboard actually <laughs> died and i can't type back sorry dusty and Corey, our usuals in the chat uh he, Dusty says, who's the girl besides Jen? That I didn't. Oh, that's Lene. That's Ben's oh, girlfriend, Lene. I, I actually thought I introduced her at the beginning, but I think it was before we started recording. So that's Lene, uh, Ben's girlfriend. Dusty. That's my boo. But Corey, how's it going? I'm I looking see. back through your chats. I'm trying not to burp into the mic, too. Sorry. <laughs> Let her fly, man. Let her fly. Oh, Dusty was on a new show. Cool. I'll have to check that out. Anyway. Uh, so do you know anything about the, the holographic universe, then? Have you heard that term at all? Yeah, I think I'm really interested in holography. Advanced, like laser-based holography, is something that I'm really interested in. Like I just think of Project Bluebeam anytime I hear like yeah, laser projection. Yeah, that's what projection. it is. That's that's what it is. Yeah, and you can actually what we see as holograms, like existing in 3D, like in, in the 3D space, like they're kind of showing us now how sophisticated they can be. You, I mean, they can really look like a physical thing that is as vibrant and as lifelike as a, like a, a tiger coming at you or like a, Oh yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, or it's Tupac really, or Michael Jackson or Tupac or Michael Jackson. Yeah. And I think sometimes what they show us that is like really hokey looking, like just like real <laughs> fake, like almost like an apparition, but the real technical, that's because they want us to time. know it's a hologram. Right. They don't, right. Like, they don't want the best we can do right now. Yeah. We have janky that's, technology, yeah. nothing to worry about here. So in a, in a sense of like a holographic universe, um, a hologram, a hologram really means the capability to project what appears to be a lifelike reality. So just by that thought alone, a holographic universe with the capability of projecting a lifelike reality. Sure. We could be in that, you know, sounds, sounds like it, you know, it sounds like that has the capacity to, to do that. If we lived in this like advanced hologram. Well, it, it, it kind of seems like that with, when He's you think like, about how the way, or at least the way yeah. atoms are described to us is like, like pixels. It's like constant in motion, just like pixels mm -hmm. vibrating mm -hmm. and like everything at the base structure is just, you know, I've never done psychedelics. I really want oh to. Oh my God. I, I, I think I will. I think I, I, I will be doing do that, that soon. I would like to do mushrooms. <laughs> 
But, <laughs> but you know, when people, I, I've, I've, talked to, I've talked to many people that have done it, and a common theme is, like, you kind of see the fractal nature, like, this digital bit-like nature of, of nature. You know, you'll look at a tree, and you'll see a, you'll see the, instead of seeing leaves, you'll see, like, pixels in the air, or um, you'll see it vibrating in a way. Like, you actually see the fundamental motion of, of what exists around us solidly. Like, you'll see it in a whole new way. I, don't I think know. you would I, really I enjoy it. I think I would too. <laughs> I, it's I'm, it's gonna it's gonna happen soon. Human vibrations gonna be psychedelics. Definitely do yeah, mushrooms at least. I mean, it's nature. Yeah, it's, not it's bad mushrooms. For you. I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do acid. I sound like just a narc. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm gonna. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna I'm gonna boot you off now. Bye. <laughs> I'm gonna ingest mushrooms soon. Yeah. Hell yeah. It'll be fun. Would be a lot Imagine of- what I'll see with my brain. Please. I'll probably be like, I'll probably have like a total 180 and be like, no, everything's real. It's all real. <laughs> it's all real. I'd be shocked <laughs> if you had that reaction. You're doing the wrong <laughs> mushrooms. I, I know. You. What if I took a total flip? Oh no, that would be bad. And it broke me. What if it broke human vibration? No, I guess. No. <laughs> so how do you? If. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to ask how she came up with the name human vibrations that have to do with your, uh, the morphic field. Or, uh, I don't think I said yeah, that Yeah, right. the toral field, the toral field around us. <laughs> that I was one. just exploring yeah. that. Exactly. I was just really getting into the idea that our beings, I was really exploring the idea that we were computers, you know, like that we were bio-organic computational machines with our brains being like a central processing unit with our I think that's pretty you know, accurate. random access memory. Even the skin, like the skin of a computer system, like we're, is a shell casing of a computer, like our skins is a shell casing of our body. Just lots of little, if you want to go down a list of everything that makes up a computer, like there's, a, there's, a, there's an anatomical co- correlation within the, bot, the human body. And, I, and in that, I was really realizing how electrical we are, how energetic we are um, with our central nervous system. Our blood, our blood is not just pumping oxygen. I mean, oxygen is an energetic release system. Oxygen is highly combustible. You know, there's, our mm-hmm. bodies are just these, these energy delivery systems, and our emotions are also energetic. And I, at that time, I was kind of getting into this, this one Twitter user called Gray Tonka. She, at the time, was really exploring how our cities are formed and built and mapped out around water systems and like in a way that it seems to like gather the most traffic and things around water systems as if like our energy was being pulled like they wanted it to be around the water um and i started to realize that maybe our cities and monuments and things that we're all drawn to as human beings could be ways to get our energy and i started really and then i got into this idea of louche that was all simmering percolating so this kind of like this kind of like energetic more cosmic spiritual bent to me was happening a few months like leading up to what I believe was like a total fracturing of <laughs> my understanding of this world in January of 2020 was you did your own psychedelics without even having to do it I think in a way and I think our brains do like they have DMT you know our brains will kick out DMT um and, and anything that's done by Celeste, like the, 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 we have cannabinoids in our brain. So like what we produce with THC, we actually have that in our brain already. Brain can produce that. Kind of interesting. Kind of well, interesting. They've, they've proven can you explain that a million times with... What's that? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. So Lush, what I believe, Lush is, it's not my phrase. It's uh, Robert, uh, a man named Robert Monroe um, wrote a book about basically this, this idea that 
the world is like a is like an energy factory, and we are we are the factory workers. Like we're the and we're also the machinery as well. Like we're um, we are the byproduct. Like we're our energy, our human and collective energy. You know, if you were to measure it, like on an individual level, I have a certain energy output. You know, based on my temperature and my um, the rate of all the processes happening in my body and the 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 food that I have ingested into my system, the fuel that I literally have in my system at the time, the measurement of material in my blood, I have a certain X amount of energy. That goes for everyone, and everyone's got a different energy register. But collectively, on Earth, if you were to take the temperature of the Earth, quote-unquote, like if you were to measure all human energy at any given time, there would be a number for that. There would be a, a, a number. It's hard for us to measure, but there is, there is a sum total of human energy. And that is loose. Like our energy, our energy that we individually and, collect, and collectively have as, as energetic beings, we, we don't really have a name for it. You know, we just, sometimes we call it our emotions. Sometimes we call it stress. <laughs> sometimes we call it, what, we don't really have a, have a so the, the term of that, the term of our sum output of, of, of total energy within the system, physical energies, emotional energies, psychic Psychic energies, psychedelic energies. Um, How do you spell that? Lush, L-O-O-S-H. Because I'm going to bookmark That's this. That's cool. Do you think it's being harvested or anything? Or I think it could be. I think something that, like in yeah. Fern Gully, like Hexus, the evil totally. sludge creature or whatever. So. <laughs> I think it, yeah, I think that there's something very, I think that we are the most valuable. I think our energy, our human energy is the most valuable resource on the planet and I think that our time is the most precious thing we have and I uh, and I think sometimes with modern life is designed to like give us money which is an illusion for our time which is very powerful and precious um, and if you're if you like if you're giving your time if you're doing things that you don't like and, and that don't fulfill you and sustain you like, I mean just think that like all that negative energy that just swirls within us like driving to work with like that fearing Feeling, especially if you don't like your job and you have that feeling of dread, like all day you're just having this inner, like your whole energetic being, your energetic state, and then stress at work, and then you come home and it's traffic, and it's like your whole day psychically, I mean, you, and you feel down, you feel this pull, you actually feel like when you're depressed, you actually feel like a, an energetic pull downwards, almost like a vortex of energy pulling you down. Opposite is true when you're joyful. Like there's even a word for it. You're, you're, you're feeling light on your feet. You actually have a energetic pull upwards, like an uplifting, joyous buoyancy that comes from that type of energy register. So there's like this whole idea that certain energies within the body have different vibrations, like have different like weights to them, have different like matter within the body and do different things within the body. I don't know. I mean, I think it's, I think it's something our energy is very special, I believe, and I think that the reason that they distract us with all this fakery is because they they know how important it is, and they want us psyched up about things that don't matter, and they want us not focused on things that, that do. And I think that's pretty pretty glaringly obvious. Totally. I mean, yeah. I, I always say 100%. it, but especially in the last year, it, it's been such a great, you know, in-your-face thing the last year of yeah. all this yes. shit going on that it... It ties everything together so nicely, and I thank the overlords for that because it's like, thank <laughs> yeah. you for showing it to way more one. people. Yeah, no, yeah. I see. So how can we how can we keep it sustained? Like, how can we keep it in ourselves? I was just like, going to say I mean, that. I was yeah, like, how do you protect from that? How do we not let them have it? <laughs> I have been thinking about this for a while, and from I think it has to happen on an individual level, and I think that we all have to be the we all have to be 
the keepers of our kingdom, of our, of our, of our, like of our temple. Like we have to be, we have to protect our energy. I like to say now, like protect your energy. Like you would protect your neck in a fight, you know, like don't dukes up. Don't make a rap song. If if you have, um, (laughs) if you watch the news before you go to work and that, and it hangs with you while you're driving to work, just stop watching the news before work, like protect your energy or altogether, you know, or (laughs) altogether. It's surprise. What I like to, what I like, if you need to know it, you will know it. So I, and whatever, like that goes through all time. You will know it. And I think that (laughs) if you turn on our TVs, they make sure you know it. And so if you just disconnect from, you're not going to miss out on the really important stuff. You're not going to miss anything. You'll know it if you need to know it. And that's um, why, that's why I always say I can't, I can't look at Facebook for very long. I scroll uh, basically about six inches before I'm like, no. Okay. Why did I go on here again? Politics. People complaining, like I have, fam- I don't go on Facebook either because people as soon as I, fighting. Log in, I have like my uncle and cousins are fighting like one's liberal, one's conservative. And they're just like fighting over nonsense. <laughs> like most, like they just caught all the bait immediately. They always catch the bait and then they start fighting and it's like, oh y'all, like even today the Fauci emails and it's like, someone sends a snide thing. Like this truth's coming out, isn't it? And it's like, ah, oh, this is just a little, like, like, you know, like, ah. I loved your impression. That was pretty spot on of everybody that does that. I think that that's one of the biggest, uh, bringing it back to psyops. We can close out here pretty soon too. We got kids uh, going crazy out there, but uh, bringing it back to the, the psyop thing, the, the red blue, you know, Democrat versus Republican thing is probably one of the bigger ones that are right in your face every day. That is 100% manufactured. And you, if you're not, if you don't see that, you're just not fucking paying attention. Like the people that are, we have a couple friends that will come over and just nonstop rag on one side or the other. And it's like, you're not, look at what else yeah. is going on though. This is, right. who cares about the politics it's of it? Easy, like, it's a low hanging fruit, easy track. Yes. It doesn't matter who's in there. Like the, I, we're going to get fed some script no matter what. Like, I think well, it's I just, I just said this to my parents uh, a couple weeks ago as I said, everything has been fabricated for us to make an easy choice. And I've said it, Ooh. I've said it before. I've said it a hundred times saying that they have nominees for each party is like telling my son, do you want Cocoa Puffs or tricks for breakfast? He's going to make a choice and feel like he chose his breakfast. But what about eggs and bacon and waffles and everything else out there that you could have for breakfast that he doesn't even think about because he's been given the illusion of choice? So my thing with the two-party system that goes into that is that if you took away everybody's identity and just put them up on a podium and said, what are you going to do for this country? And let people, regardless of what they claimed, just go by their merit and what they're what they're going to do for the country mm-hmm. suddenly i have a feeling that just based on different policies you would end up maybe voting for the party that you don't claim allegiance to because there's no parties and it would also yeah. just be based on the people not what they're giving us if they have 10 nominees guess who's picked the 10 nominees the people who don't care which one of them wins interesting yeah, I, I think this is the party system is polarization. It's prepackaged polarity. You know, they tell us there's only two sides, and they, uh, and even even the way that they design <laughs> the issues on the sides, and how you know sometimes like the party platform of the Democrat of the Democratic Party of like let's say like the 1940s 50s, somehow switches, and now they're like the conservative platform, and the, it's like 
the switcheroo just ha- is inexplainable. It just happens, and it's like then it'll probably happen again where there's some sort of weird tumble where conservatives are begging for things that liberals <coughs> have been. Oh, it's just so weird, and we don't realize like this. The, the we're we're just caught up in this slow moving yeah. shit. Where and and if you are if you're blind, if you're if you're just blind to your party, you're gonna miss the nuanced changes and stuff. I love your idea about getting rid of the party identities because it will force people to look at the issues. There's a lot that could be better about the way we're doing everything. You know, everything could be better. Not just one thing in the country, everything. We have a wonderful, beautiful place, realm. This place is stunning, but we're acting like fools sometimes, you know, and our governments are, our governments are fools and they're, ugh, they don't get well, anything right. I think a lot <laughs> of it, uh, I was listening to yet another show today about the NPC idea, the non-player character also plays into the uh, simulation theory, but there are a lot of them. And I, you, you see it every every day. Like the they talk about the CDC coming out with zombie apocalypse, uh, you know, preparedness. I'm like, it's already fucking here. Have you gone to the store lately? People with two masks walking around on their phone, taking selfies with their fucking vaccine. And I I'm like, they're, they're real fucking people NPCs. and they're just stupid. I don't think they're really NPCs. <laughs> I, I, no, I, I no, I'm it's more inclined to think I'm that with, as well. Yeah. They're just dumb. No, it's more yeah. of an allegory I though. Think you know, the NPC into of NPCs. our life. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, like by yeah, choice. Like, they're robotic. They they turn in, they're not even questioning. I live in a state. I'm in Texas. No mask mandates. You can go to the grocery store. The you, you can you can go anywhere without a mask. I live, I live in a neighborhood that borders like a really nice part. So I can go one way and go to like my neighborhood, which is kind of ghetto, or go to you know a little <laughs> bit farther and go. To, I go to the Whole Foods if I'm feeling fancy. So and rich. When yeah, when I'm feeling rich. Well, I was over uh, I was over there after yoga, which makes these seem even more even, even fancy. Oh my god, <laughs> you hit that. Stop for Starbucks. I, I, no, I don't go to Starbucks. It's a, so, a soy latte. <laughs> it would be a soy latte. Half calf, double cup. Oh, no. You've got me pegged. I was just no. going to say that. Actually, it would be Stop coconut. It. it would be coconut milk. Oh, that's good. I yeah. like it. I can dig <laughs> that it. That is good. That is good. Um, but, you know, so if I go to my my, my grocery store, nobody's wearing masks. Like, they're, we're free. We're, it's like, but if I go to the yuppie one, <laughs> every single person, and these are quote-unquote, highly educated, well-to-do individuals that should have thought, like, should have these cognitive processes that it's okay, we're good, we're out of the woods, whatever. Like, I don't really think we're ever in the woods, but we're at whatever woods we're there, we're out of it. And I think that they just can't, they're, they're like, desperate to cling on. I don't know why they're still wearing masks. I was the only one in the store. And they don't even have the people, they don't have the people outside saying you have to wear a mask. They took all the signs down. You don't have to wear a mask. There was an There's article cool about that, that, about how people, oh, Ben, were you about to say that? About how, why people love the mask and love the pandemic. It's mm. insanity. It is. They're either NPCs or, like Ben said, just fucking morons. They're like, we love the pandemic. We love covering our face. We love showing how much we care about people. And we no, don't look, actually... like to look like conservatives either. I was going to kind of respond to her statement about these are, you know, supposedly highly educated people. Uh, Dr. Jordan B. Peterson, if you guys are familiar with him, he's been on Joe Rogan, a Canadian professor that has become widely known uh, for several things now. But he's also a psychologist. He knows neurochemistry. The guy is an absolute brain. And his thing is this, is that he goes, the problem with people who put such a stock into academia 
specifically now one that is geared towards telling you what they want you to know and has been on the decline for thinking for yourself is the fact that you go from 12 years of academia into being told that you need more of it. And then 22, 26 years later, um, you're getting these kids that kids that might as well have never had any real life experience that immediately start propagating their opinions as if they are smarter than everybody who has had decades of real life experience intertwined with their academia. Mm -hmm. And if you don't agree with it, you're an asshole because they know more because they have a doctor on their wall without having been able to apply it at all in their life to actually real world scenarios. Cause and science. I, and I, I, I absolutely agree with that. All you have is a, it's, we're coming in an age where, I mean, it's been for years now that you could, it's hard to get a job without getting an associates or a bachelor's. Yeah. Even now bachelors have been completely downgraded to what they used to be. And you have these people that are getting these degrees that have zero life experience, but because they think they're smarter, instead what they're doing is they're listening to the people that fed them the same degree about wearing their masks. And so they go, well, I have a degree and I know that masks are safer. It's like, right. no, you just have a piece of paper on your wall to show that you're an asshole. That's what you have. Yeah. I've, yeah, I've actually found a lot of the people that I know that have gone through medical school, like they don't, I feel like they almost went through like a boot camp where like it took their soul away. Like they, they like, <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Like they don't question, you know, they don't, I feel like they were the most adherent to all of this. I mean, the programming is very strong, but I, you'd think that if you go to medical school, you'd have a little bit more belief in the human immune system and like or at least an open and, mind or an open mind no or, covid or killed the, the immune system or well covid killed the flu for sure flu oh yeah just flew away. oh yeah it went out the window shout, was, shout out to ron from new england gone. uh he says that all the time he's like covid killed the flu it's gone i like, love it until they I want it. to come back i guess yeah and then it'll come back <laughs> as something else they just rename it they just give another name and we get scared and they can hype all this up you know i i think I think a lot of disease is inter is is internal disease, and then our yeah. body expresses that in in sickness and in 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 ways, and our immune systems have responses. It's I think I think a lot of things go away when you live when when you know when the air you the air you breathe, the water you drink, the food you take in, and, the, and the, most importantly, the emotions you allow, like the th the thoughts you allow. Garbage in, garbage out is not just fast food, junk food. It is like garbage information in your brain will cause negative experiences in your body uh, i think i think uh yeah you can definitely uh feel like if you're on a real tangent for like an hour of thinking about something that you're worried about you can actually feel it in your body i i've definitely okay. noticed that like i can actually be like Worry i actually sick. feel like shit mm -hmm. like i gotta think about something else it's crazy that's even a word a phrase you worry yourself sick right like uh, you worry really sick I'm worried sick. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's that. There's a whole. There's a whole thing that goes with that. Knowledge dictates thoughts. It doesn't or information. I'm sorry. Information dictates thoughts. Thoughts dictate emotions, and emotions dictate actions. Everything ends up being if you stick. If you get. If it's garbage in, it's garbage coming out, and it ends yeah. up coming out in the way that ends up hurting everybody. Um, so I. I don't know. Keep your guys. Guys, keep your eyes open. Keep your ears open. Keep your minds open. Question everything. Do you, uh, before we get out of here, do you have anything you want to plug? Any, uh, you know, oh, Instagram, yeah. anything? Sure. You can find me on Twitter, uh, uh, under human vibration at human vibration. Also on Instagram, human vibration underscore Insta. And I've got a, 
a podcast on Apple Podcast. I co-host with two other guys. Um, it's called Real Eyes Radio. Real fun chats about all all of these crazy subjects, um, but in a lighthearted way, kind of questioning this world around us and celebrity and history and science and all these fun things and, and kind of talk. To Keep trying to keep it lighthearted because it can get real deep, real fast. That's, real that's why we do that because it's yeah, yeah. You guys have a really good levity about it. I think this is the way to go. I think this is. I have really enjoyed talking talking with you. So I appreciate awesome. It. Thanks for coming on. Thanks also for have coming a on. Patreon a Patreon for Realize Radio, um, and also a show with my Maria. Shout out to my Maria, uh, my twin flame. <laughs> we have a show <laughs> together um, called Mating in the Matrix, and it's kind of a it's a, a relationship. Navigating relationships and exploring, you know, even friendships. It's not just about guys too. It's like how do you interpersonal relationships in this real relationships in this fake world? You know, um, talking about. Oh yeah, I remember you uh, you talking about that on Sam's show. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's on Patreon. Our second episode just kicked out, and then um, right yeah, on. so a lot of a lot of fun stuff. And I'm on a bunch of podcasts. I think you can just search the name Human Vibration in Apple Podcasts, and a lot of the guest shows that I've been on will pop up. So. Perfect. You'll definitely find it on ours. But thanks yeah, for coming on. Meet. We'll uh, we'll schedule you again sometime. We have uh, awesome. other other people I'm sure that would love to do kind of a group chat too with you. Reach out to Rambo. Just got new audio equipment. I got him set up with a new microphone and headset because audio is awful. You guys should reach out, <laughs> but now it's better. So uh, ours ours is about. awful. Like uh, about no, yours sounds yours sounds great. <laughs> it well, does it right great. now. Yeah, it sounds great. <laughs> Yeah. There's always like some post-production problem that happens or, oh, or like Every we forget time. to hit record or some crazy thing happens. Like, <laughs> we have silly problems. I, I don't find out then. till after the fact too, so it's really annoying. You're like, oh, that whole episode. <laughs> there's like a click oh. the whole time. Click, click, click. click. Yeah, yeah. Yes, y'all. I mean, I just do a fraction of what you guys are doing, but like the, I, I totally, re- like you have no idea on the post-production how long it's going to take. And if it's like some little clicking noise, you got to sit there and you got to take out all the clicks or whatever. It's like, ah, Oh, I don't even do that. Show. I just tell people, fucking deal with it don't listen our to audio want, in the first three episodes was so bad connecting with rambo in the uk and he didn't have any internet we're like, oh my god y'all get it together but we finally I think did. that's how it's supposed to be i wouldn't trust a podcast <laughs> that sounded awesome the first three episodes well like but ours must suck. be great no that's when you know it's produced it. by disney no, I, th- I think about it like <laughs> yeah, this uh, it, it sounds true. like that because we are genuine you know yeah. we're I real like we're in yeah. my son's room for christ's sake get over it doesn't look like I, it though. It looks cool. No, it, it looks very cool. I like I like that you guys have the 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 live three D live graphic backgrounds. Oh, yeah. made, Back to John Benet. I made sure <laughs> to actually set up the green screen that Joe got me since that I'm considering yeah. considering I'm on my sister's old room in my parents' house. I'm like, yeah, I need to. Some people need to look at that. They don't need to Might look well at the, the hope screen. chest behind me. Like, we're talking about like simulation theory, and we're just like, look at where we are. And it's like this whole <laughs> fake thing. And we're just like, look at that badass. You heard it here. That's a great uh, point. We're legit in bat. this fucking son's room. Legit like. bat is a psyop. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. everything's Controlled fake, y'all. Everything's fake. I've been trying all right. to say it. Thanks okay. for coming on. We really appreciate Thank having you. Thank you so much. Yeah, this is great. We'll see you next time. Thank you all. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining everybody in the chat. Uh, anybody listening on the regular feed, and we will see you guys next Wait, time. Wait, don't let me say something. Something. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a listener. Wait a minute. Where are you going? Oh, there we go. Oh, okay. hang on. Let me. Uh... It changes the video all the time, so I can't. Yeah, the the videos. 
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.